Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and good afternoon to everyone tuning in on the Arsenal way. The sun is shining over in here in London and probably is for most Arsenal fans, to be honest. After the breaking news that Porto star Fabio Vieira is set to join the Gunners for an initial £30 million fee. It's a pleasure to have writer for sports by brand Portugal Net, Patrick Ribeiro, on this Transfer Insight Show special on Vieira. How are you, Patrick? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. So I think the best the best way to get started is um, what is the latest on Patrick Vieira to Arsenal from your side of things? All right, so from what we're hearing in the Portuguese press is um, that terms are agreed right up to uh, to what the player has spoken himself with the club. So uh, we'll, we'll, it, the move's gone so quickly. It's gone from a state of nobody knowing what was going on. Obviously, there was reports um, earlier this week that sport uh, that um, Arsenal were actually interested in Otavio and also Vitinha. Uh, turns out Fabio Vieira is actually the man that um, Sporting, uh, sorry, that Arsenal are um, are looking into. Um, so we've got reports, various reports across Portugal suggesting that the deal is literally uh, on the brink of completion, um, and um, we should hear more uh, in terms of full confirmation and announcement from the club. Uh, or, or Porto themselves um, that the deal has uh, uh, gone through uh, towards the weekend. Uh, from what I understand, the players on holiday currently. Um, uh, so um, yeah, just minor details separate um, Fabio Vieira from becoming an Arsenal player at this stage. It's, it's quite interesting. Like the deal's just come. To be fair, a lot of people can say it's come out of the blue. Like there was no quite not that many links. I know that he was linked to Liverpool and Tottenham in the past few days, but most of the links in terms of Arsenal speculation was in regards to Yuri Tillemans, Rafinha, Gabriel Jesus. So has there been a long interest in, in, in Vieira or is, is there an interest that has just come during this summer window? Or have Arsenal been looking at him for a long time now? Yeah, I mean, from, from what I know, it's pretty much come out of the blue. I know that Arsenal, um, and this goes for like right across the board in Portuguese uh, football, Arsenal were very consistent at sending scouts out to games. Um, um, and most of the time, it's not even picked up on because it is such a routine um, thing for, for top clubs to do. Uh, but Arsenal are very active and, and aware of the Portuguese uh, market. Um, as you said, as I said uh, before, there were talks about a potential move for Vitinha. Uh, Otavio has been linked to Arsenal in the past. Fabio Vieira is a new one, um, and he has had a very, a very good season with Porto. Um, um, but it, I think it has caught certainly me by surprise, and certainly a lot of people in Portugal by surprise that um, a move has happened. In particular, because this, the Porto president. 
um, just yesterday uh, was uh, rather rather sarcastically saying that um, all of a sudden all the Porto players are, are being shipped out of Porto and moving to the Premier League and Porto are going to start the season with no players. That was his sarcastic comment yesterday. Um, and so off the back of that, to have an agreement in place um, being relayed by some very good sources, um, it, it certainly comes as, as a surprise to me. Um, but Porto are a squad, are a team that, you know, um, they live financially um, some tricky times. They're, they're a club that, much like everyone else in Portugal, um, the reality is they need to sell players. Um, every uh, every season or so, they'll need to cash in on this or that star um, and, and make their money that way because um, the debts are quite um, crippling um, in, in Portuguese football. So it's um, it's not something that Porto will be alien to. Uh, as you know, we've seen Luis Diaz coming uh, from Porto uh, into the Liverpool squads. Um, so it, it, it does happen. The market in Portugal is there. It's ready to sell um, some of its brighter stars uh, to far richer clubs such as Arsenal. And that, uh, that's exactly what's happening here. It's interesting, like when the reports came out and you go on social media, you go on Twitter, a lot of FC Porto fans are quite upset with um, Vieira leaving. Because I think they realise what an important player he is to the Porto setup. I've seen a lot of praise on social media by a lot of Portuguese fans, journalists, people in the media. But I want to know an overall perspective of how he's viewed over in Portugal. Because from what we can see, the praise is there. But I just want to get uh, in depth into it how how he's viewed over in Portugal. Well, he's very uh, he's very well respected, um, which which can be very difficult to do. Um, in a Portuguese environment. As you know, in Portugal, we have three absolutely huge clubs in terms of support. Uh, a lot of the support in the entire country gravitates either towards Porto, uh, Benfica or Sporting, um, and that creates a huge rivalry. So typically, um, a Sporting fan or a Benfica fan will not appreciate a player from Porto as much as say he's overrated, etc. Um, but Fabio Vieira um, is um, one of the exceptions to the rule. I think across the board, everyone respects the talent that he has um, and everyone agrees that he is indeed uh, a very good footballer, um, which, you know, is a testament to uh, just how good, good he is as a player. Um, I can think of uh, a few others uh, who have found themselves in a similar position, Bruno Fernandes, uh, Bernardo Silva. Um, so that's the calibre Calibre, that's the potential um, that we're looking at with Fabio Vieira. He's a very well-respected player. I think um, many would risk say he is, in his age bracket, he is the uh, hottest prospect coming out of Portuguese football, um, for sure. It's particularly in the Portuguese league, he is um, he, he is the player to, to, to watch out for. It's, a lot of people have been touching on, like you just said, Bruno Fernandes, similar, similarities with Bernardo Silva. But I just want to touch on the similarities with, say, Bernardo Silva. Do you think they're similar players? Because it depends what Arteta is thinking. He might bring him in for the midfield role. Maybe it may have an impact on Arsenal's move for Yuri Tillemans. I know there's been a lot of rumours that Arteta may be thinking about 
deploying him in the wider positions. So maybe that may have an impact on Rafinha not joining Arsenal. Where do you think Vieira's best position lies? Or do you just think he's such a good player that he has so much versatility in his game? He can play in a number of positions across the pitch. Yeah, I mean, for sure, he's definitely a versatile player in my eyes. And um, I can see how um, that may have attracted Arteta initially. Um, because if you look at the wide options that Arsenal have currently with Martinelli, Smith-Rowe, Saka, uh, these are all players who can play a number of positions, really, um, rather than their favoured ones. And Fabio Vieira is certainly one of those. Um, I see Fabio Vieira as more of a central player, but at Porto, he's excelled this season as a wide player, someone who plays wide right. Um, the difference between Porto and Arsenal at the moment um, would be that... Uh, where Arsenal have a player such as Martin Odegaard, who's constantly demanding the ball at his feet and he operates quite a lot um, towards the right flank. Porto don't really have anyone like that. So the space is open for Fabio Vieira to roam in freely and have that space available to him. It'll be interesting to see how the two combine if Fabio Vieira does continue out as uh, an option uh, on the wide right um, coming inwards. Um, but sometimes, um, you know, where we see those kind of contrasts. Sometimes that's when um, a lot of the more beautiful relationships in football can, can happen, really, um, because I believe a player like Odegaard, a player like Fabio Vieira, they are really similar, um, but stylistically, they speak the same language. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting relationship to, to see unfold. Alternatively, I could see him as well. As you, as you say, you mentioned uh, the likes of Yuri Tielemans, um, um who occupies uh, a position on the pitch that Arsenal should really be looking for, left-sided uh, central midfielder. Um, I could see Fabio Vieira slot in there. He does have a bit of tenacity about him, which is quite similar to Bernardo Silva, quite similar to uh, Bruno Fernandes. Um, he, he, he will have to evolve and grow into that role a little bit more. I do think at the moment he's more geared to someone who operates in the final third, who looks for that final ball, um, a, perhaps a goal for himself as well. Um, but I could see him retreat a little bit and Arsenal uh, sort of mimicking um, the formation, the system that Man City have in place, where they have a holder such as Rodri. In our case, it would be uh, Thomas Partey and then uh, two more creative um, uh, hubs in Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, a.k.a. Martin Odegaard, Fabio Vieira. Um, I could see um, Arsenal looking to implement something such as that. Yeah, that's what I was, my next question was going to touch on in terms of the system and where you think, what system would suit him as an Arsenal player. I know Mikel Arteta has this ambition that he wants to revert to a 4-3-3 um, in the coming years. I know he's not had an opportunity to do so quite regularly in, in, in past seasons, whether that's been down to injuries or fatigue or whatever reasons. But do you think a player like Vieira can easily sort in in a 4-3-3 formation? Because it's quite what you speak about in terms of comparisons and similarities with this Manchester City team. Like, you can see on paper that like, Thomas Partey is a like-for-like -like similar player to Rodri. You have that similar style with Ilkay Gundogan and Yuri Tillemans. So there's a lot of similarities in terms of that. But do you think a 4-3-3 would be the formation that he'd most thrive in, in Arsenal colours? Um, potentially. As I said, a lot will rest on um, his combination 
Um, with Odegaard, as we know, Odegaard is a main fixture in the Arsenal team and he will occupy that uh, right-sided spot in, in the centre of midfield. He has an excellent relationship with Saka. Um, but as we know, Saka could excel just as easily on the left flank, um, um, which could open up a space for Fabio Vieira. Arteta has a lot to play with. I think he has, um, a, 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 not, I would say, somewhat of a blank canvas with the options ahead of him. Um, with regards to him playing central midfield, um, just just ahead of Partey, it's certainly something that he can do. Um, he is quite tenacious, but it, it, in terms of stature, he, he is quite a frail midfielder. Um, a little bit of a typical Arsenal playmaker from back in the day, back in the Arsene Wenger days. Um, he, he does appear quite light, um, which I'm sure will worry some Arsenal fans when um, we reflect back to games such as uh, the Crystal Palace defeat, um, the Newcastle defeat, uh, which we had at the tail end of last season. Um, Arsenal always have that um, that thing attached to them where they seem a little bit light in midfield and they can't compete physically with others. Um, it is something I think Arsenal can toy with, uh, given um, how Kieran Tierney and, and Tomiyasu are um, as as defenders themselves, they're quite combative. They're not the m- most technically gifted of fullbacks. Um, they're more all action. Um, as I said, reflecting back to City, a lot of their fullbacks come inwards and help um, Rodri in that uh, territory in the middle, uh, particularly defensively. I think that's something Arteta can ex- uh, can explore again and um, call on Tomiyasu or Tierney to um, sort of watch that danger uh, a little bit uh, more infield, which will then free up Fabio Vieira and Odegaard to, to excel further forward. St- the statistics on paper, they're quite impressive. Like, he scored six goals and provided 14 assists in Portugal's top division last season across 15 starts and 12 substitute appearances. Um, so I think in terms of the numbers, his goal attribute, his goal output, assist output is there to see. Do you think that might have been the reason why Mikel Arteta was targeting him because I know Martin Odegaard he's a good technician he, he's good on the eye he can play that final pass but at times last season there was a lot of frustration in Arsenal's final third when it came to the final third the attacking output and putting the ball in the net at times it wasn't there when it should have been do you think Mikel Arteta saw something in Vieira that he can potentially be that person in the final third that can basically be a killer yeah, certainly. Um, as I said, that this is where he um, does draw some comparisons to uh, the likes of uh, Bruno Fernandes, where he's a player who will receive the ball and immediately he's looking to, to see if something happened. Um, he likes a good ball over the top, but a bit similar to uh, Cesc Fabregas back in the day. He likes a little lofted ball. He will risk it. Every time the ball is at his feet, he looks forwards. Um, subsequently, sometimes he will lose the ball. Um, and we're expecting a, a small phase of adaptation once he comes to the Premier League and realises he doesn't have as much time to do certain things or teams are a little bit more well-organised in comparison to the Portuguese League. Um, we we should afford him a little bit of time and a little bit of space to grow into uh, that position at Arsenal. But certainly he is someone who um, can make things happen a little bit quicker and um, someone who can probe a little bit more which I think Arsenal missed, especially um, towards the latter end of the season. There are a few games where um, Odegaard, 
don't get me wrong, he'd been brilliant uh, throughout most of the year. Um, but there was a lot riding on Odegaard alone as a as a as the creative midfielder. Um, and where he failed, um, Arsenal didn't really have anyone else. And it shows in certain games where uh, uh, we struggled, with certain games where we go a goal down. It was very difficult in in, in the season just gone for Arsenal to to get back into games to turn things around. Um, so yeah, I can see that uh, there is a hope there that uh, what Fabio Vieira can bring into the team um, is that a little bit more creativity, a little bit more dominance, um, a bit of technical security, so that when Arsenal want to chase a game, especially, they can really suffocate a team and and make them pay when the balls um, at our, within our possession. No, I agree. I think competition for places um, was one of the biggest detriments I think to Arsenal last season like they had a good first 11 they had a good setup but when they came down to injuries fatigue for whatever reasons they didn't have the backup options to basically challenge the likes of Tottenham and that's why I think that was probably the biggest reason why they didn't get Champions League football but um, I just wanted to touch on the national team so I know right now he's been playing his trade with the under-21s, the Portuguese under-21 national team, and he's basically been coming up the ranks, the youth ranks. But how close is he to breaking into this Portugal national team? I know the World Cup's around the corner, the Qatar World Cup, and I know Portugal have got a very good team. They've got a youthful team and they've got a lot of quality in their, amongst their ranks. But do you think, say he comes to Arsenal, say he has a good first few months, he, he adapts well to Premier League life. Do you think he's near that Portugal national team? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think he's near right now off the back of the season that he's just had. He's literally on the brink of being a main fixture in uh, the, the Portuguese national team. Um, the thing with the Portuguese national team currently, I think a, a lot of it relies on uh, their current manager, uh, Fernando Santos. And he holds, he's, he's a very old school manager. He holds a lot of loyalty um, uh, between himself and his players and uh, you will see the same kind of names pop up again and again and again um, he does um, back his his trust in certain players so it is difficult for newcomers such as Fabio Vieira to uh, filter in sometimes um, but given the stature that he'll gain um, representing a club like Arsenal especially if he does it uh, on a consistent basis um, I think he, he he's well positioned to uh, make an impression um, and uh, begin um, finding his feet uh, with the national team. World Cup could be a bit too soon, um, but we'll see a few good performances and um, uh, he, he he might he might be on the plane. It's all good and well speaking about um, Vieira's strengths, but obviously weaknesses they do come into football. Every player does have a weakness in their locker. So, obviously, right now, he's only young. He's only 22. He's, he's still a baby in, in a lot of football fans' eyes. So, if you had to pick some out, some of his weaknesses, what would you say they are? What, what can he improve on further just to, just to become an all-around midfielder? Um, certainly, the defensive aspect. If, we, if we're imagining a Fabio Vieira playing a lot deeper than what he usually does, uh, typically, as you say, he's a... He's a wide playmaker or someone who floats around in and around a striker, like a, a modern number 10. 
Um, but if he's to truly become a modern number 10 or like an eight and a half, as they say now, he, he definitely has to add a little bit uh, to his um, defensive game. Um, and going forwards, um, just a little bit more consistency with, with what he does once the ball is at his feet and making sure that the options that he does pick out are the right ones or he's not trying to force uh, the ball forwards uh, far too much and, and creating turnovers uh, that way. Um, I think he, he, he does fall into a, a little bit of a habit of doing that sometimes in Portugal. Um, the likes of like Vitinha, who, again, as I said, he's a creative player himself. Um, they have been able to combine quite well and, and that sort of snapped him out of uh, trying um, trying the Hollywood pass, uh, for example, as much as as much as he used to. Um, it would be helpful to have someone like that at Arsenal that can combine with him in, in that sort of way too. Um, but at the same time, I think Arteta is a very good and intelligent coach. His football is geared towards uh, combination play. It wasn't so much at uh, Porto. Um, so I, that will be drilled into him uh, from day one um, to, to seek those sort of options and, and to vary his his play a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I would say a little bit more refinement on his final ball and um, fixing up his defensive play if he is to uh, regress pit, uh, on the pitch and, and be like a, a number eight sort of thing. Everyone, when they speak about Mikel Arteta and whether he speaks in press conferences, he keeps drumming into his players that he wants a lot. He loves a good leader. He loves good characters in and around the dressing room. It's probably the reason why he's got rid of the likes of Matteo Ganduzi, why he's kept the likes of Granit Xhaka, because he respects that they have good leadership qualities. And when it comes to signings, Mikel Arteta in more cases than not, he looks for good character, good quality, good leaders. How would you describe Vieira's personality and character? Is he a likeable teammate? Do his players get on with him? Is he a leader? Um, I would say he's fearless um, in a good sense. Um, uh, as a young player, uh, you you don't sense the pressure ever getting to him. Mm. Um, and once he's out there, he, he grafts and grafts and grafts. He grafts for his team. Um, that was something that was drummed in um, uh, at Porto. Uh, Porto are very industrious uh, uh, squads. Um, and if you don't work hard, you, you won't play. Um, and as you can see, he's, his numbers are up there. He's got uh, lots of minutes under his belt. He's well-trusted. Um, so I think he's equipped. And I think Arteta will like him a lot. Um, I, I, as I say, that, that's where the comparisons with Bruno, with Bernardo Silva come in. As someone who who really is not only pleasing on the eye once he's on the ball, but he he runs the hard miles as well. Um, so I think he'll be a very good fit. Um, he's not he's not so much of a leader yet. He doesn't um, express himself um, to the fullest, uh, but he's a very good example. Um, and um, that's I would say halfway uh, towards being a good leader. In my um, so it's definitely one to watch in terms of leadership. Lastly, Patrick, um, it's been great insight, to be honest, to get um, all this information on Vieira and what he can potentially offer Arsenal if he, if the move was to be sealed. But I know a lot of fans may not have watched a lot of him. Like, I know these, he's, he's played in European competitions. They may have caught glimpses of him in the Europa League, Champions League. But... For all those fans 
who are unsure about him. What what can you say? What what, what kind of player are Arsenal getting? Um, I would say if all goes well, if all goes perfectly well, uh, according to uh, what Arteta and Nadu etc. have planned, um, I could really see Fabio Vieira um, alongside Odegaard finding his feet and, and being Arsenal's response to, as you say, a Kevin De Bruyne or a Bruno Fernandes. Um, there's no reason why Arsenal can't aim high with that. Um, and if he's not a Kevin De Bruyne, fine. But if he's anywhere close, then um, I think that's job done. I think he really is that sort of player that you, you want to give the ball to and you want to see on the ball and make something happen. Um, he's very talented. And um, as you say, uh, lots of people wouldn't think twice about calling him uh, the brightest uh, uh, playmaking prospect in Portugal um, and certainly for his age. Uh, so he really is um, someone to to keep your eye on. Legend, legend for that. It's been a pleasure having you on the show, Patrick. Let Thanks. people know where they can find you. Um, yeah, just on Twitter. Um, I can't even remember my Twitter handle. We'll come along at the bottom here somewhere. <laughs> Uh, P underscore S Ribeiro. Um, I usually rant about Portuguese football, English football, um, and some other spare bits as well. But yeah. Thank you for everyone watching, tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe the video. It's been a pleasure having you on, Patrick, on the show. No Arsenal on the verge of wrapping up a huge, huge deal uh, with Pat Fabio Vieira. Just keep a contact with us on our YouTube channel. We'll have a lot of more information with Vieira. And also keep following us down the Arsenal.